0: to another episode of angry girl music at the indie rock persuasion i'm your host amanda starling here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism diy and of course the music i hope everyone is finding some comfort in these really challenging days between all the new music podcast conversations and my dog pile things are staying pretty mellow around here i know it's not easy for everyone to adjust to this new normal so i just want to send everyone love and encouragement Self-care can be anything you need it to be, whether it is rearranging the contents of your kitchen cabinets like I did, or even just taking that extra nap that you need. Just keep taking care of yourselves, check in on each other. Those are the kind of moments of care for one another that will be what carries us forward now, and what we'll turn to for comfort when this is all over, too. I think this week's guests are some of the best sources of comfort and reinsurance, in any moment of struggle or also in a moment of joy too. Um, Chloe and Shannon of Scratchy Blanket dropped a new record earlier this year called Something for Everyone and it truly lives up to its name with its universal and binding qualities. Scratchy Blanket has shared the kind of music that is both honest and uplifting with the most comfortable energy. They have these songs that just exude everything that feels right and strong and that's exactly the kind of mood we could all use right now. Chloe and Shannon joined this week to talk about their cats, how they met, their songwriting, and so much more. So, with that, let's hear some more Scratchy Blanket and then get into the interview. Welcome, Chloe and Shannon to Anger Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How are things going? Good. Good. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, for
1: sure.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited to meet you both and be able to chat some more. So to kind of get everybody warmed up and learn a little bit more about you, how did you each kind of first begin to play music?
2: Hmm. I'll go first. Mine's shorter. <laughs> <laughs> I um <clears throat> I was always like a theater and music and choir kid. Um dabbled in band, but I really was, I'm not good at any kind of instrument. Um, So I was always a singer through elementary school, through college, Um, but I didn't start writing my own songs um, until I met Chloe and we decided to play music together after dating for a couple of years. Um, So that's pretty much how I got started. And it was really, it was hard going from like being a theater kid, and a choir kid with, like, all these other people singing and performing with me and having, like, a, um, a director and everything like that to being the only singer on stage and, you know, really, like, leading the band and writing my own songs. So that's how I got started.
0: I see. So it probably helped a lot once you kind of started to build chemistry with, like, your bandmates, of course, alongside Chloe in that way, because then you kind of have that, like, oh, yeah, there are other people playing music with me and stuff, huh?
2: yeah yeah so now it's it all just works really well together to where like if somebody plays a note wrong all of a sudden I'm like I don't know what my words are (laughs) (laughs) I don't recognize that note or like that drum fill that's not supposed to be there what's the words to the song where are we
1: which is really bad bad because um when I play I improvise a lot and there's a lot of times we're out I don't know, just on a whim, we'll change the guitar part slightly. Just, you know, to have fun. Mm -hmm. And every single time, almost every time, Shannon looks at me like, what's happening? Is this a different
0: (laughs) song? Did we forget? That's okay. Honestly, when you have that kind of, like, vocal training background and stuff, you do kind of train yourself initially to listen for, like, specific cues within the music itself.
2: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Oops.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Former choir kid, I remember this too. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Chloe, tell me a little bit about your background in music.
1: Um, So I started playing um, guitar when I was around 15 years old, something like that. Um, I went to a friend's house who had a guitar, and um, I thought it looked really cool, and I thought it seemed really cool, and I always loved music, so I just had an interest. And I started playing around on it, um, and I taught myself a song, like, the main melody of the song, um, I likely did it wrong, but in in my head, I was doing it right. I got really excited, and I came home, asked my dad for a guitar, and I had one like a month later, and um, I played it all the time, and I really loved it, and I started being in bands around 2012, like I guess around, in Pittsburgh, my first band was in like 2012, so I've been playing shows and playing in bands since, since then.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Do you remember which song it was that you thought you were playing, right?
1: Yes. It, um, it's called Ever in a Day by AFI. I'll be yes! Really <laughs> you know that
0: I do. And I loved AFI a lot growing <laughs> up, especially like in high school.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. That's so I learned, amazing. I learned like a ton of songs, um, AFI songs, like when I first, like the first couple months of playing all of the Sing the Sorrow album, mm-hmm. I learned to play that that album back like cover to cover.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. You know, I feel like that's a great band to kind of learn music to because there's like that right balance of like repetition and you can build yourself up to their speed and stuff too.
1: Yeah. And the um the guitar player, um I can't I forget his name, but he has like a really good sense of melody and mm-hmm. he doesn't just play like power chords or like simple chords. He has a lot of like when you're when you're first learning, there's a lot of things that you can learn from from his guitar playing. And there's actually still like a lot of influence in some of like the guitar parts that I write mm-hmm. that like, when I go back and listen to those songs, cause you know, sometimes we get nostalgic for our old stuff that we loved as a kid. When mm-hmm. I go back and listen, I'll like hear some old riff I forgot about and be like, oh my God, that riff ended up in a song that I wrote yeah. two weeks ago, <laughs> like, you know?
0: That's so wild. I love that though. Um, So AFI is definitely kind of one of those really awesome influences for you, Chloe. Shannon, do you have any musicians that you feel like have kind of helped motivate or encourage you as you've kind of picked up your musicianship?
2: Um, I can't can't say that I specifically can identify like a specific band where I'm like, I want to sound like them. It's pretty Mm -hmm. much everything I listen to. No matter what genre it is, I'll text Chloe and be like, I want a song like this. And it's like, like a really chill, like lo-fi, like, like, I, I don't know.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. And then there'll be like a more hard, like loud song. I want a song like this. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't matter what I listen to. I want a sound like it all. So there's, I don't know what to say to that.
1: There's a time... <laughs> You sent me a snail mail song. It was like, I want a song like this. And then the next day it's like, what's that band called? Real estate. Mm-hmm. You sent me a real estate song. And then like the next week you're like, I want to sound like the world's greatest dad. Like on this song. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Plenty of variety there. That's good though. Cause I mean that keeps your sound diverse in that way too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think that probably shows with our album, like so many of our songs are so different. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that so much about the record. Um, for sure. So I know you two obviously had a very special meeting. Um, What I've read about, it sounds like ultimate meet cute by the sound of it. Can you talk (laughs) a little bit about like how you first met and kind of, um, of course you have this really special relationship, but kind of maybe what sort of made you decide like, Hey, we want to actually make music together.
3: Um,
2: yeah, so I went to college. Uh, My school is called California University of Pennsylvania. Um, and which is,
1: which is, sorry, which is, by the way, the California that we're referencing at the end of our song paper cut, not California, the state,
2: yeah. California,
1: PA. Yeah, California.
2: Ooh, PA. Okay. Um, and my friends had a house, a house show venue there. Um, and I was at the show and this band called Anna Karina was supposed to be playing. Never heard of them before. Um, and everyone was really mad because it was like a Screamo band and they were like, Why is there a Screamo band playing here? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but I was like, It's chill, I'm i I'm so excited. Anyway, I was walking out of the basement door, and as I opened the door, Chloe was coming in the door carrying like a big cab. And I, I just said, Hi, like, you can put that over there because I knew like where to put stuff because I had been there all the time. Um, but we just like Smiled at each other, and then um, I saw Chloe's band play. And after the show, I was like, "Wow, I love you guys! You're my favorite." <laughs> Chloe's bandmate was like, "Shannon was totally into me, but I wasn't into you, Curtis. It was all Chloe."
3: <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I know
2: that. Then it was a couple months later where we hung out for the first time so
3: three
1: three (coughs) years later we got married
2: (laughs) yeah I love to hear that yeah it worked out really well (laughs) it was just kind of random when we started playing music together like Chloe was always in bands and I thought it was cool and we were always at shows and so it just came up one day like we should write songs together Mm -hmm. and that's what we did Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah it was definitely definitely like super Definitely really natural. I almost said definitely supernatural. That's like not, a, not what I meant. Definitely really natural. <laughs> so like, we're, like Shannon said, we're always at shows. We're always playing music. Shannon sings really well. And um, I play guitar. <laughs> so it just makes, it just made sense to have something else to do as like two people who like each other and want to spend time together. Just one more thing to do.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, how do you kind of approach songwriting with each other? I know obviously, of course, like Chloe plays guitar shannon you do you do the vocals in that leading position and stuff like how do how do you kind of approach writing songs together?
2: Well, basically, I rely on Chloe to come up with the song um like the the actual you know she'll come up with like a riff that she's working on. Sometimes she'll have a melody. Sometimes I'll come up with a melody. Um, there's, I don't know if I've ever written lyrics or a melody without hearing Chloe playing something <laughs> on guitar first. Like, so that's how I work. That if if Chloe shows the band a riff and then they start like playing something and they come up with like a basic structure of a song, then I can hear like what I want to sound like um, for me. That's how. That's how it works a lot of times. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Um, so yeah, it's it's just, I, I will do the um, the, the kind of like structuring of the songs and coming up with like the feel and stuff like that.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it, Shannon, one thing I really think is cool about Shannon is Shannon has this way of like feeling like emotionally what the song feels like. And then like coming up with the theme on their own about like, I don't know, what are the lyrics going to be about? What is this song going to be about? It always seems to make sense. Like the song, um, what are we calling it? Uh, Same Summer, the song Same Summer. Um, I have this pedal that I use on my guitar that makes the guitar sound like um, like an mm. old, like an old warbly tape, like a tape mm-hmm. machine, which kind of gives you this sort of like um, nostalgic feel, you know? So, I don't know if that's what Shannon picked up on, on consciously or subconsciously or, or or whatever, but just wrote this song about thinking back to being a kiddo and being like, wow, I was so spontaneous back then, and um,
2: it's a nostalgic song. Yeah, it's sure. a,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. So I don't know how Shannon comes up with that. Also, Shannon is writing really personal lyrics, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know. I, don't, I guess I can't. I can't really speak for Shannon in that regard, but yeah, I don't know. Just that's how it comes together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's so neat that it seems like you're able to connect almost perfectly in that sense, because it's like, um, you come Chloe with like this music with this like sound and emotion to it and stuff. And the fact that Shannon can match it and understand it almost instantly and provide the lyrics that suit that so perfectly, that's a gift to be able to connect in that way. Um, just, just instantly be
1: able to write like that. That's so cool. I wonder if it comes from the fact that we've been together for seven years.
0: That might be it. That would definitely help for sure. But that like that connectivity is just really special to have. (laughs) Friends. (laughs) 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 I love that so much. And yeah, I think that speaks volumes to your relationship as well as just your creativity too. Yeah.
2: thank Thank you.
0: Um, so from what I've heard, um, some of the first couple songs are Scratchy you, like it kind of came together while prepping for like a local festival and you kind of had to do it quickly. Uh, yeah. What did it mean for you to have songs come together so quickly? And it sounds like it came together pretty naturally
2: too. We, um, we kept talking about wanting to write music together and like be in a band. And basically our friends were like, okay, do it. like <laughs> Play this fest. And we said, okay. And it was like a few months out. And then it was like a few days until the fest and we realized like, oh, we'd never wrote any songs for this. What are we going to do? And so we sat on our couch for a few hours. And we're like, what are we going to write about? And Chloe was just sort of like playing guitar. And we ended up writing songs about our cats. We just wrote songs about each of our cats. and it seemed really natural. Yeah. Um, do you remember the first one we wrote? Was it Warm Bath or was it?
1: It was Warm Bath. <coughs> yeah, Warm Bath was the first song we wrote together.
2: Yeah, it just, I don't know, it just happened. It just worked. I mean, the cats are really inspirational, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
0: there's nothing more inspirational than a pet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So basically, when, when whenever we had said, whenever we said we wanted to start writing songs together, I was, like, really nervous because I was supposed to be kind of the the main, like, songwriter or, like, structuring these songs together. And I was really, I wanted the songs to be, like, really, like, good in, like, an academic sense, you know what I mean? Like,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: like to have good reviews. Um, But I kind of struggled writing songs because I was so concerned about how other people would perceive them um actually <laughs> i could put it this way when i was I, when i was in high school i was a terrible student and i didn't do any of my work i know this makes no sense but i didn't do it because i was so afraid of doing my work wrong and being made fun of cuz i did it incorrectly so i just didn't do it mm-hmm. i'd rather get in trouble for not doing it than do it wrong and then like look stupid <laughs> you know so that's kind of how i felt about actually like writing the songs on my own without help from like a like a four other people five other people in a band and that so so like that i just i just didn't do it um until like shannon said we scheduled the show and next thing we know it's like just like a handful of days away and we just have to write these songs and um we sat down on the couch with like a couple glasses of wine
3: Mm -hmm. and
1: I like tried worked really hard to sort of Mm -hmm. push that like nervous those nerves away and that like judgment away and say, you know what, I'm not going to care about what the what people on the internet will say about it or how people Mm -hmm. will will, like perceive the songs. We just want to write songs that we like Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: have it be really easy. And what's easier to write (laughs) what's easier to write about than about your cats that you love dearly
3: <laughs> so right?
1: we, yeah it's we like we were like let's let's just write songs not worry about it and write about our cats because we have lots to say about our cats <laughs> three songs in one day
0: <laughs> that's amazing well it's it's always easy to kind of like draw upon things that feel good like cats and like it sounds like um things that are comfortable and good and stuff and to be able to take that to a show that quickly is just
1: astounding <laughs> thanks it worked out yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so neat how did that first show go for you
2: it was fun
1: yeah i think it went really well
2: yeah it was just a little a little like backyard thing it was a nice day yeah we just never stopped after that
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And that, was, that was two-piece we, start, <laughs> we started the bin as um as a two-piece and then mm-hmm. I think about a year later, we decided to get other people to play it with us, yeah. to play in the band with us.
0: That's really neat. Did you start off with a name scratchy blanket?
3: <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> no, actually, it's a, that's a funny question, guys. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. We were driving around some rich part of town one day, like, with mm-hmm. all these, like, shop, like, kitschy, expensive stores, and... um I don't know what kitsch means, but I just decided to use a word.
2: I <laughs> did I use it right? I
1: don't think so. It's okay. I will I did. <laughs> Anyways, it sounded
2: right. You were good.
1: Cool. Um, so we were driving around, and there was all these, like, rich people shopping at these expensive stores in the rain, mm-hmm. like, outdoor stores in the rain. And we were like, look at all these, these rich people in the rain parade. And we were like, oh, my God, what a silly band name. Rain parade. We'll use that as our band name. Um, so we played a couple shows with it, and then um, we got some hate on the internet yeah. from a couple of people, because apparently there's, like, already an 80s, some 80s band called Rain Parade, yeah. <laughs> so they were, like, making fun <clears throat> of us and, like, being super mean to us on the internet about our band name, and we were, like, fine, okay, we'll change it.
2: Well, yeah, someone was, like, I can't believe you would just, like, straight up steal this name, like, how, how unoriginal and lazy, and yeah. I was, like i didn't know that there was a band called that you could have just said it yeah they're like sure
1: sure yeah Yeah, you didn't know
2: oh my gosh and how many bands
0: out there have like the same names that it's no big deal
1: yeah type in any band name to spotify and tell me how many results you get Uh, right except for scratchy blanket yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) you came up with the original name next
1: Is that true? Hold on. We'll going to look at Scratch your blanket like, on Spotify I right now. I hope we're
2: the only ones. I
1: hope there's a thousand.
2: I'm pretty <laughs>
0: sure you were the only ones on Apple Music when I looked you up. So you're good on that front. That's good.
1: See all artists. And there's only one. Yes. Great job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody Never- can bully you on the internet for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, for Scratchy Blanket. So you mentioned that like a year later you decided to kind of start putting together what would be a full band. How did the rest of the band kind of meet and how'd you find everybody?
2: Everyone that's in the band um is a friend. Like we didn't we didn't have to like go and find people to play with really. We were just all we had to do was ask our friends, Hey, do you want to play music with us? And they were like, Hell yeah. <laughs> so Yeah that is how that worked
1: and we we were really specific about who we chose because um playing in this band with just me and Shannon was like really low pressure mm-hmm. and there wasn't like a whole lot of like i don't know it was like <laughs> it was low pressure and um we wanted to keep it that way so the people that we decided to pick were people that we liked being around and like people who were friends of ours and like people who could trust and people who were like silly and easy to be around. Um, so that's how we ended up picking the people. Like there, was, there wasn't there was really a whole lot of like other things to consider in terms of like, how do they
3: play
1: guitar? How do they play drums? Things like that. It was just like nice people. Do we like hang out with them? Do they make funny jokes? And do they have good taste in memes? And, and <laughs> good that's, qualifiers
0: that's to have <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah show me your favorite memes Hmm. those are good you can be an i-band <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true especially i'm sure when you start to like tour more and get on the road and stuff it's like you're sitting together in a small space for a long period of time you better have good memes to whip out and share with the group
2: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: <laughs> it's crucial it's crucial oh. um <laughs> I love to hear that. Um, you know, you have a really interesting sound that you put together, and I can't really personally describe it. Um, how would you like to describe your sound? Like, when people ask you about Scratchy Blanket, like, what kind of sound are you making? Uh,
2: I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's why, I like, we called the album um, um, Something for Everyone, because... We don't have, like, a specific sound, I don't think. I think the more recent songs that we've written are starting to go in a certain direction. Mm. Um, But initially, I mean, we were basically just writing whatever sounded nice that day or, like, whatever mood we were in that day. Um, so I don't I mean, when people ask what we sound like, I truly don't know what to say.
3: yeah,
1: it's it's hard. I mean, like we're obviously like mm-hmm. an emo band or like mm-hmm. like like an indie band or something like that. I prefer the term emo, but that's just me. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think I think the way our band sounds is very much in the spirit of that first writing session where we just sort of let our um, like nerves or judgments go and just like wrote songs that we enjoyed and enjoyed writing. That, that sort of feeling or that sort of spirit of songwriting never really went away. We never stopped, like, I don't know, we, we never stopped looking at songwriting that way. So, like, to this day, if I play a riff and Shannon starts singing something and we both like it and it both makes us, like, laugh or smile or whatever, mm-hmm. um, oh, wow, that's so important. This song <laughs> makes us smile and laugh. But, <laughs> yeah, if, if we like it, then it's going to be our song. Mm-hmm. uh to an extent i don't think we're gonna write any hardcore songs for scratchy blanket probably. Or, <laughs> yeah probably not <laughs> but generally generally speaking yeah that we don't have too much thought in terms of like theme mm. or like uh, like thematic i don't know genre maybe we will in the future i never say never but for, <laughs> for right now it's just like write the song if we like it it's ours
2: yeah
0: that seems right for you, actually, because, like, thinking about your record, it's, like, so much of it feels like um, there isn't, like, a storytelling theme. It's more of an emotional theme throughout, where in a sense of, like, you know, these are just the, the feelings that you get listening to the record. Like, to me, it felt like one of the most comfortable records I've listened to this year. Like, it felt it felt somehow energetic and cozy at the same time, and that was just beautiful to me.
2: Oh, we we keep hearing that a lot. I don't yeah. know if you've noticed it. I, we have heard that a lot. Like, people we've had several people say they, they feel like one of the main themes of the album is like the, the concept of like home mm-hmm. and comfort and wherever home is for you or like, I don't know, just a lot of folks have said that it's like very comfortable, um, which is really nice.
0: <laughs> that's, that's definitely one of the great things to get out of the record for me. Um, what was it like for you kind of writing and recording this record?
2: it was a long process. Yeah. Some of the songs, some of the songs on the album are like pretty old. Mm. Um, so it was definitely a long process. Um, recording was also a process. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we had fun.
1: Yeah, we, we definitely had fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. We went to, um, it was a nice creative process but it was also like difficult at the same time because we we wanted the record to like sound nice and like sound professional and like cleaned up and stuff like that um but that's like really expensive to do that.
3: Yeah. And I think of,
1: I think a lot of bands can probably relate <clears throat> to to that of saying like I want my record to sound professional and clean and nice but like do I really have the 3 grand to spend on that? Like no. So like what we did is we went in with the bare minimum that we possibly could in terms of like money to a studio
3: yeah. and we
1: just like we absolutely flew through the process yeah. and like tried to record it as fast as we could really hard definitely like became uh stressful at some at times trying to get nine songs in three days yeah, yeah. it was definitely definitely really difficult
2: it was a learning process for sure like the next time we record i mean we can't we can't rush it again yeah. like We had fun and and we did a really good job with what we had, but it was certainly like very stressful because Mm -hmm. we didn't have a lot of uh, resources. Um, So it was very, it was rushed. And in a lot of ways, like to us, it shows, you know, for other people listening to it, they're not going to hear the flaws the same way that we do. But um, it was definitely a process, like a long, I mean, and we recorded in June and it Mm -hmm. just came out. So, I mean, it's been, it's just been a lot.
1: Yeah. And like I said <laughs> earlier, like, it's so hard to go into a studio because, like, you have to have a lot of resources, you have to have a lot of money, I am not just say money. <laughs> you have yeah. a lot of things to go into, which is why I, one of the, one of the main reasons why I started um, audio engineering school is that, so that I can be good enough to record my friends and myself and they don't have to have a lot of resources and stuff like that because i just feel like there's so many bands who just want to record well but Mm -hmm. can't and if i don't know if i'm able to help people do it for maybe not three thousand dollars for a nine song Mm -hmm. album ten song album or whatever like that'd be great
2: (laughs) and that's like a cheap that's That's like a a cheap quote we went to one place and they were like nine songs small band You could probably, we might be able to do like eight grand for you guys. Like, what do you think? Like, we want to help you out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, that's more than we spend on housing every year. It's wild how like difficult
0: it can be to get your music recorded. Like the accessibility issues around it are just kind of mind boggling. It's like, yeah, the engineers need to make money and stuff. But still, it's like, it's, it's very steep.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's difficult, um, but like you said, obviously like engineers need to get paid for the sure. record because there there is so much that goes there's so much that goes into it, mm-hmm. uh, into making a record. But sometimes it's just completely inac- inaccessible for a lot of bands unless you have like label support or something like that
0: yeah right yeah well it's great what you were able to accomplish this record and I know you mentioned that there were some stressful points but like it definitely doesn't translate at all to like the general listenership if anything it's always uh the music itself comes across very upbeat very pleasant even when you do confront like heavier subject matter and stuff like uh I think about the way that you open the record for like on top and stuff um I feel like it's one of those songs where it's, like, if you're having, like, a rough start, it's the song that'll, like, get you out of bed in the morning is how I felt because I was just, like, I mean, the whole, like, and when you're down, I'll be your strength. I was just, like, oh, my God. Sometimes I just need to hear somebody say that, you know?
3: <laughs> it was like,
0: so uplifting
2: in every way possible. Thanks. That's great. That's great to hear.
3: Yeah, it's
1: really nice to hear that, But um it was sometimes really stressful putting the record together, but every, lots of people, like you said, lots of people have heard it and said, this is like so comforting. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it worked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, when you start a record that way, it's really hard to not just like feel that consistency throughout the rest of the record, you know? Um, what <laughs> made you decide that like on top was going to be like your opening? Because I feel like it just carries the, so much strength to it and it feels like the rest of the record just continues to carry that
2: I don't I don't actually know how we decided on top was going to be first um mainly because I don't pay attention and I don't listen when other people talk (laughs) so (laughs) so they came that like everyone else came up with it and I I just went along with it I I think on top is probably like because it's so upbeat and because it's Mm -hmm. one of our it's one of our louder songs. It just like goes hard the whole time. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to start the record like really strong um, and draw people in like right from the start. Mm-hmm. That's why I mean, yeah. I'm mean, just assuming that's what they thought.
1: <laughs> no, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. And we, we wanted the record to start mm-hmm. out with, just like you said, a, a theme of like supporting your friends and supporting your pals mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's what we did. So it was like equal parts like theme but also like just the way that this song sounds <laughs> we were just like this song rips harder than all the other songs on the record let's put it first <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. we're just really proud of that song
1: yeah
0: yeah it definitely should be that one's amazing and i have so much fun just jamming to it just at home just chilling i'm like this is this is what i need to hear today kind of feeling. Um I, I can say that about so much of uh, so many of the songs on the record too. Like Casey's song, also same feel, same same vibe that I love. Um <laughs> this one was dedicated to one of your cats, right?
3: Right. Yeah, it's
0: about Casey.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so wonderful. And I feel like um I don't know if you do this on purpose, but um whenever I learned that the song was partially dedicated to your cat and stuff, I was like, okay. I started thinking about it, listening to it again and again. I'm like, wow, you can feel kind of like the warmth and maybe like a little bit of personality that you can experience while chilling with your favorite cat. Is
3: yeah. <laughs> that
2: something you're kind of going for a little bit? Yeah, like that song. We have a, a song about each of our four cats. Really? Yeah, and each not not all of those are on the album. Okay. The um, dirty nose is about one of our other cats. <laughs> um, and so definitely each song about the cats is, they're, all four songs are very different and they all capture each cat's um, unique personality. <laughs> yeah. Casey is definitely like, I've had him since I was 16. He's like an old angel. He's um, always been there. Um, and he's so like wise and considerate and loving and just like really a simple gentle loving cat he's never done anything wrong in his whole life um and I don't know that song like just that's just all of my feelings that I have when I look at him (laughs) yeah that's so
0: sweet um I'm so sorry to interrupt I can hear my dog whining in the background so I'm just gonna pause us
2: for a second okay Mm -hmm. me too there we go Doggo. go. Who's oh. a dog go? Dog go. Dog go. go.
3: <laughs>
2: Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, what my. a friend! Oh. oh, hello. Oh my God, they're so perfect.
1: Oh my God, two of them. Oh my God, they're geniuses. Oh, they're so smart.
2: Oh, they're so cute. <laughs> Thank <What> a- you.
0: <laughs> this one is bear. Oh. Hi, bear. That's the name he came with when I adopted him. And then the one wandering in the corner is Ray.
2: Oh Ray. my gosh.
0: Hi, Ray. Hi, Bear. The, you have to stop whining now. I let you in here. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully she'll settle down here soon. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah? You have more to say? Are you good now?
1: <laughs> well, we, we can't hear there. Um, they're whining
0: yeah. okay good well if we're gonna let them i'm gonna let them chill in here for now this one will <laughs> definitely go to sleep here soon but uh <laughs> thanks so much for understanding <laughs> <laughs> i know you get it with having cats too
1: yeah. and this one's this one's pp aka philip mm-hmm. oh my gosh what an angel this one is casey oh so of course you saw it. and then there's nerner and our clothes pile over there <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: do they all sleep with you at night oh yeah yeah it's very uncomfortable
1: yeah but oh my you gosh have to do it you. yeah parents make sacrifices oh, I'm yeah. sure you know
0: <laughs> it's worth it yeah no um I mean my chihuahua sleeps in the very middle with his legs kicked out like stretched really hard oh, <laughs> sleeps in the very middle then my lab likes to sleep on my feet so <laughs> you get you get like 10 pounds in the middle then 85 pounds on your legs so <laughs> It's wild. It's part of being a pet mom, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, when when I had the cat, she would sleep by my head on top of that, too. So it was just like, we had a very full bed.
2: <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes if we don't beat them to bed at night, you, mm-hmm. you have to come up with a creative solution in order to lay down.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You don't want to disturb them.
0: Yep. <laughs> you start sleeping kind of like Tetris style. At some point, yeah. Like cats. <laughs> Very tricky. <laughs> oh, my gosh. When there's a pet, there's a way. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Um. Okay. <laughs> right. Now that everybody's settled. <laughs> um, one of the things I kind of loved also about, like, Casey's song, too, was, like, I love the image of even when it's dark outside, you always come running back. And the whole this is our home being repeated. It kind of feels like a perfect love song, too. Was that something you were going for?
2: I I think um, just a love song about Casey, honestly. Yeah. It's not about anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and that line is just specifically about, he used to go outside. None of our cats go outside anymore, but mm-hmm. he used to go outside and he would be gone all day up in the hills and the forest. And it would start to get dark out and you'd just go outside and, say, Casey, Casey, and call him for just a few minutes. And then he would, he would run home.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's oh my it. gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's so sweet.
0: <laughs> I love the mental image of a cat just coming running from like a forest or something.
2: <laughs> yeah. We had this like really long walkway from our driveway and he would run right up the walkway with his little belly, like swinging <laughs> <laughs> <and> <laughs> while he ran. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. And then oh when, you get, when you would get to roll around in the dirt and stuff <laughs> but yeah the song was the song uh shannon has had casey for well 10 years 10 yeah 10 years wow in the song you say eight years right
2: yeah but now it's
1: been 10 years yeah. so that song is two years old <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah and i don't know they've sort of been through a lot together and they've kind of grown up together not to sound dramatic cat and cat and person growing up together but they definitely grew up together and casey has been through a lot of homes and i don't know if anyone knows i don't know if you know much about cats but moving to a different house can be really stressful for them yes So I guess the song is just Shannon just singing to Casey, saying that we're best friends and we've been through a lot. And I know we've had some stressful times and stressful changes, but this Mm -hmm. is our home and you look so happy and et cetera, et cetera.
0: (laughs) That's so wonderful. I feel like, uh, I know I've said this a few times now, but like there's kind of this comfort here that like every time that you confront something that could be potentially like a heavy subject, there's like this warmth sonically that kind of complements it um, with every song I feel like and stuff, um, was that kind of intentional at all with your songwriting to kind of like, when you talk about something that's like kind of serious, there's always just kind of like this warmth to the music itself to kind of balance it.
2: I don't know if that's intentional.
1: Um, I, I like to do that as like writing melodies and harmonies mm-hmm. on the things I really like the idea in songwriting of like, juxt- juxtaposition of like mm-hmm. what you're used to. So, like, Go Away, for example, is this, like, really peppy sounding, like, guitar part. It's, like, all major key. It's, like, mm-hmm. a classic 60s and 50s doo-wop chord progression. And when you hear that without lyrics, I think kind of the instinct is to be, like, okay, let's, it's a happy song. Let's write mm-hmm. some happy lyrics for it. It's um, pretty
2: negative.
1: Yeah, but I, I really like to <clears throat> kind of go the opposite some, sometimes. Not all the times going the opposite. Sure. Just, I just think it adds like a certain character quality or like a different like sort of dimension to a song is when you you dress up those, um emotional qualities. So I said to Shannon, I said, okay, for this song, let's not, let's just write like something like devastating and really sad,
3: mm-hmm.
1: which is where those lyrics came from. And I think we do that a lot
3: mm-hmm. in like
1: in a song that's really heavy, like uh, Stony Lonesome," for example. I wanted to end that song, like the last riff in that song. I wanted a major key riff that's like a little twinkly and a little happy feeling in terms of the way the instruments fit together. So at yeah. least from my standpoint, yeah, I try, I try to do that a lot. Yeah.
0: That's really important because I feel like that's what mm-hmm. lends so much to like the comfortable feeling within your music. It's like, yeah, you're confronting something that maybe feels a little bit darker something that's going to take more like processing um, because with the way that we interpret music individually and stuff, sometimes it's going to stir up something different for every person and it kind of like helps it, be easier for the listener to digest something if they're reflecting on something really personal. So, that's really a powerful thing that you're doing there with your music. Thanks. Um, So, kind of speaking Mm -hmm. about the whole concept of, like, comfortable at all, what is something that you think is just the most comfortable thing to you personally? It could be, like, a pet, a person, a thing, a place. Like, what to you is, like, your ideal comfortable?
2: Being home together.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I was literally
0: going to say the same.
1: Oh my gosh, I love this. I'm so
0: sorry. (laughs) 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 It's probably a good thing that you have the same answer, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Chloe told me, I couldn't remember falling asleep last night, and she told me I fell asleep holding her arm like this and saying, We're here together. And then I fell asleep. Is yeah. that what I said?
1: Yeah, you were double hand holding my, my arm, like, nuzzled against me. Nuzzle, nuzzle,
2: nuzzled, nestled,
1: <laughs> nuzzled, against me. And yeah, and you said, you're here in bed, and I'm here in bed, and we're in bed together. <laughs> 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 you, like, fell asleep, like, 10 seconds later.
2: Yeah. Our that also We just love being home together with, our, with the kitties. That's it.
1: You know what's also comfortable? When you're finally done from work and you get into your car,
2: oh, that's nice. Too. You know,
1: like when you've been working for like eight <coughs> hours or ten hours or however long mm-hmm. you work, and you get into your car or you get to the bus stop or however you get home or whatever, and like if you're like in your car, you shut your car door, oh, shutting the car door, and you sit in your chair and you're like, oh my god, I'm done with work. <laughs> I think about
3: that.
1: A lot. It's such a good feeling. I did it. I made it. And then you go, oh shit, I have to do it again tomorrow. <laughs>
0: you have those like first five to ten seconds of like ah I'm done
1: (laughs) it's like a a couple moments of victory and you know what enjoy it
0: (laughs) absolutely that's true that's so true I love that and that's gonna be like a moment I'm gonna treasure a little bit more now just because you mentioned it (laughs) oh that's so good um (laughs) thank you for sharing that yeah so I talked about of course a lot of the record songs on the record that I really love but like which are your favorites on Something for Everyone? Let's both say one. Do the
3: first.
2: Okay. I think my favorite one is It's Tough. Mm-hmm. Um, we wrote that one in about 20 minutes. <clears throat> and it's just, it's fast mm-hmm. and it's loud. Um, I just love it. And I love the imagery in it. Um, there's just a lot going on in that song. Um, that's definitely my favorite one.
1: That's kind of one where there's probably a lot to say about it, a, a lot we can say about this two-minute song. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that's actually one of the ones where it was like a major key, happy, peppy kind, kind of riff. And mm-hmm. then we kind of wrote sadder lyrics for it as well. But It's um, like a
2: desperate sound.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you said we wrote the song in 20 minutes. We wrote it before we had to leave for a show. <laughs> and we oh, wow.
0: It, it just kind of came out?
1: Yeah, Yeah. we we had to leave in like an hour for a show, (laughs) and we decided to like try to maybe just like run through the set real quick and practice. It was two piece, just Shannon and I playing that night.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And I
1: started playing this riff. I said, "Oh, hey, I want to write this song sometime." And Shannon was like, let's write it now."
2: Yeah, (laughs) just came out.
1: Yeah, and we thought it sounded like like a two thousand seven like emo song, like a little bit, like something we would listen to in high school, Mm -hmm. which is why we have this line that's like sort of tongue in cheek, which is like. Um stay in my stay in my room, stare at the ceiling, like we would sort of sound like you know you're fifteen years old, not, yeah, mad at your parents <laughs> because they <laughs> made you eat broccoli, and you're just like staring at the ceiling like mm.
3: yeah. <laughs> that
0: teen angst <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. Oh, wow.
0: that's so good, uh, yeah, I remember loving just kind of like the speed of that song in particular and everything. It's just like uh, the way it builds up is just so fun, and just so uh, like uh. The whole like had. I'm not gonna try to imitate the sound because I'm not like a dweeb, but <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I'll make sure the song is on this episode so everybody can hear it because it's a jam. That's for sure. <laughs> um,
1: my my favorite one is the complete opposite end of the spectrum. My favorite one is Paper Cut, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Um, and it's actually kind of weird that our two favorite songs sort of, <laughs> sort of are written in the same way, like. Um, it's tough was written like on the spot. I played the riff, and Shannon started panning the lyrics, and we kind of like wrote it right there. Paper cut was kind of the same way. I had this riff that I had written earlier in the day. Shannon came home from work later that night and I was like, Hey, listen to this riff, look, I want to write this song. And Shannon just started writing the lyrics right then
3: mm-hmm.
1: and a couple days later the the rest of the song was written. But I like that one because it's the most like like from a musical standpoint, it's like the most like complex like harmonically Mm -hmm. the chords on there the chords that i'm playing on there are like lots of like chord extensions and stuff like that it's like really fun for me to play also i love i like love songs where the rest of the band doesn't come in for like halfway Mm -hmm. through the song (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. it builds up in that way
1: yeah um actually that song was circling back was influenced by afi listen to the song morning star and then listen to the song paper cut and then you'll go
0: Uh, uh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm doing that like as soon as we hang up. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. I love this so much. Wow. I love that. Secrets. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody go listen to Scratchy Blanket and then AFI and then send vibes into the universe if they somehow play a show together. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) That'd be sick.
1: I hope Devi Havoc reaches out to
3: us (laughs) Um.
0: I would be astounded if I had that kind of power I'm not gonna lie (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes please Um, (laughs) oh my gosh um so thank you so much for sharing what you think like are which songs are your favorite on the record and stuff um so with that kind of in mind maybe what's something you really want your listeners to get out of something for everyone of course there is something for everyone here
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh that your buds are always there for support
3: mm-hmm.
1: for sure in that yeah i think that's the biggest takeaway is that like things are tough but mm-hmm. things always end up okay which is kind of like on paper cut how we sort of end the song
2: It's the end of the album.
1: The end of the album, and it's this sort of, like, resilient song about going through something or a few different things, like, in this really difficult way. The song ends, like, really on this, like, really serene, positive thing. And there's Shannon at the very very end taking that, like, that deep breath, that that sigh of relief, you know? Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And I, I feel like, I don't think we went through the album, like, coming up with themes, like, really consciously. But I think once everything like came together and we saw the album as a whole, I think we wanted to really make sure that we like, I don't know, just want the album to sound positive And that like, yes, we all go through some hardship where your friends are there for you mm-hmm. and everything will turn out okay.
2: Hopefully. Like, for the most part, you'll survive.
1: (laughs) For the most part, you'll survive.
2: These songs are, like, a wild ride through, like, so many different experiences Mm -hmm. and just, like, terrible things that have happened. But, like, the last line of the album, uh, um, you will break and you will mend and go back to California, for me, it's, like, there was probably, like, I would say maybe, like, in the top five worst ever times of my life was like a particular moment when I was at college. And that line to me is just like, shit gets rough and it's really bad, but like you keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's basically been the theme of my whole entire life because God hates me, but yeah, I'm still kicking. So
1: <laughs> Take that God. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> The Lord is testing me, and I am winning.
0: <laughs> Good. You deserve to win, honestly. <laughs> <Thanks. coughs> so
2: when I was, like, researching
0: everything that you're doing a Scratchy Blanket, it's really cool because I saw, like, tons of coverage and support from your hometown of Pittsburgh, which is just amazing to me.
3: Yeah.
0: How does it feel to you to feel so, like, embraced by your community? And maybe what is it about Pittsburgh that feels so special to you?
2: It's really nice. Yeah. I feel like I just feel lucky. Like we were on the cover of the Pittsburgh City Paper last winter and then they wrote about our new release. Like they wrote about our music video and then they wrote they put like our um release festival as we had like a whole half panel on on the one page about like upcoming shows. Like we have a lot of support from them. One of our songs plays on like the local Alternative Radio Station. Um, I think Pittsburgh is, like, so supportive of its artists. Like, the music community here is so tight. Um, Everyone just, like, hypes everyone up. And there's so much good music going on. Um, It feels great to be a part of the scene here.
3: Yeah.
2: I think, like, everyone just embraces everyone. Yeah, for sure. It's so nice to be a part of that
1: yeah for me personally too um like going to like diy yeah. shows like and like playing in like basements and like stuff like that that place has those places have always been like super welcoming and super important yeah. for like uh for queers to feel safe and um uh accepted sometimes it could be difficult for like i don't know for queers and for, for trans people sometimes to be in like big it's like the small or sort of, i don't know like bigger like pub bigger theaters where it's not a house show you know sometimes it, it can feel hard to be there you know you got a bartender looking at you really weird like who the hell is that you know but um going to going to basement shows is like there's always a place where where queer can feel comfortable and respected it and everyone
2: can everyone can. yeah yeah like i prefer to play shows at. That- at basements like mm-hmm. it's nice to play big venues Like yeah, yeah. but i prefer to play basements
1: yeah and, and like there's like nice things about like both like playing at a big venue I mean, you get monitors and you get this nice pa and, you
2: might like, get a couple of dollars yeah a couple
1: <laughs> dollars a couple free beers
2: well i guess we have
1: free beers at basements sometimes because your friends always have beer and yeah. they'll <laughs> give you one <laughs> but um but I think the trade-off for playing in playing house shows is like is far and away way better.
3: hmm
0: Well, you know what space you're getting into and what kind of community you're <laughs> accessing and the way that you're going to be respected and the vice versa with everybody who's there. That's just probably one of the most crucial parts about like DIY spaces is you just you know where you're going and you know who you're going to encounter and like the the, the community behind it as a whole is always going to be more embracing than yeah going elsewhere, period. <laughs> yeah. That's really great that you have that. And then you have such a supportive community coming out to, like, your release shows and stuff. How was your release show?
2: It was so good. Yeah. It was – I mean, luckily, we – we wanted our show to be on Leap Day. And then we were like, crap, everyone's going to have a show on Leap Day. Like, <laughs> make a feel. Um, And a couple of our friends were already doing – they were hoping to have like a big festival on leap day. So we asked them if we could combine and work on it together. Um, and I think that just made it like really, really successful. Cause there was a lot of hands involved in putting it all together. Um, it was so fun. There was some bands from out of town that were touring through. Um, a lot of good locals played we were able to pay all of the bands, which was oh yeah, really nice. That was really great. Yeah, like that never happened. So um, it was really successful. I think overall there might've been like about a hundred people that came through and it was like an all day thing. It I started up like probably
3: more, but yeah. Maybe
2: yeah. <clears throat> it started around, um, I think a hundred sales, like a hundred people gave money to get in mm-hmm. on top of all the bands that were there oh, and everything. That makes sense, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say, but it was it was really successful like all day. Mm-hmm. I think we were there, it started at four and we wrapped up right around like maybe eleven or eleven thirty. Nice. Yeah, and it was great.
3: Yeah.
1: And my sister was there. Was Yay! A, that was the first time my sister has ever seen me play a show. And your dad. And my dad, although my dad left before we played because we he played
2: had, really late. Well. Yeah, because
1: he had to. But <coughs> um yeah, this is the first time my sister ever seen me play and I've been playing shows for like a decade. Uh, so that was cool. She cried. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to make you cry. <laughs> Aw, that
0: had to be special though to have family there to celebrate you. And then like of course be able to play with so many bands that mean a lot to you. They're from your community as well as on tour. So you what an awesome been.
2: experience. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was perfect.
1: There's there's literally no better feeling, like for me playing shows to to a bunch of people who are like happy to see us and are kind to us and are gonna sing along with us as loud as they can. Honestly, like that's that's like that's my most favorite thing about being in a band
3: mm-hmm.
1: is being able to like have I'm gonna sound like such a cornball, but like to have <laughs> a shared experience with a group of people at the same time while I'm doing one of my favorite things. Well, my favorite thing, which is playing music and playing guitar and just be able to like feel I don't know. I, I can't keep I can't keep talking because I'm gonna keep sounding more and more corny as I go on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and that show was like the epitome for us of like what it feels like to feel supported by friends and peers.
0: Yeah. yeah. I love to hear that. Well I hope you have many more like that truly.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I'll see you. Yeah.
0: Of course. Um, what are some things that you're working on this year that like you're really excited about? You just dropped this record, so that's amazing.
2: <coughs> we're trying to play some out of town shows for the first time. We've actually never toured. Um, we're not going to do like a big long tour or anything like that, but um, at least play some shows out of town.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, that's a big one. And Chloe wants to do a summer EP. Yes,
1: I want to have another release out this year I'm pushing fingers crossed for the end of summer um we're gonna try really hard for that and I think we could do it um you ever just like I don't know you ever just feel like really driven and like creatively and you just feel like you can just write and write that's how I feel right now and you gotta you gotta grab it while you can (laughs) so I'm gonna try really hard
0: that sounds amazing well everybody who is listening to this will definitely have to keep the ears open for an EP because that sounds amazing and exciting, especially after all that you've accomplished with something for everybody.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. um, So one question I like to throw at the end of every interview is a little bit fun. You can each give your own answers. If you could play a show with any three bands, they can be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead. Who would it be? Hmm.
1: We're going to need a second to think. I have two already. I okay. I have three of them. I have three of them, but I bet you one of them you already have.
2: The front bottoms. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so you can keep that one. You can keep the front bottoms. I don't think of another one.
2: Okay, I okay. would definitely want to play with the front bottoms. They're my all-time favorite band ever in the whole world. So, Brian, if you're listening, <laughs> um, let's play a show together. <laughs> um, what other bands? Definitely Lemuria, Mm. Um, they don't play together anymore, Um, but that would be really cool. And then this band called Good Luck, that also isn't a band anymore, but definitely would play with them for sure. That would be amazing.
1: Um, Damn, I I just really want to say The Front Bottoms.
2: That's a big one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So um, it was three, right? Yes. Okay. I would definitely play with Sweet Laloon. They're a screenwriter band. They are no longer around, but they um, were actually one of my biggest influences as I got further into guitar playing. Um, Sweet Laloon. Um, and I would love to play with Jimi Hendrix,
3: mm.
1: um, also one of my biggest guitar heroes when I was growing up.
3: <laughs>
1: um, and
3: the third band that I would want to play with. No, I want to play
1: a, uh, wait, (coughs) uh, rules check. Am I allowed to say a band that I played with once, but want to play with again?
0: I think that's acceptable. Go for it. (laughs) Great grandpa. Yeah. Played
1: with them once um, a couple months ago. uh, And I'm going to do that again because that was fun. And they're one of my favorite bands right now.
0: Heck yeah. I love that. Y'all yeah. both have really great taste and I'm going to send all the vibes and see universe to everybody, particularly LaMaria reunion, because I miss them. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I seriously think that y'all are so incredible and could be, yeah. just like crush it on any of these lineups. <laughs>
3: <Thank> <laughs>
2: you.
0: And from bottoms if you are listening, please play with
2: them. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, this has been so much fun. Um, thank you so much, uh, Chloe and Shannon, for joining. Where can everybody keep up with Scratchy Blanket on the internet?
2: We're most active on Instagram, Yeah, but our Instagram also like automatically posts to Facebook.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so Instagram or Facebook, for sure. I think that's it. I think Harrison, our guitar player, posts about us on their Twitter.
1: You know what i'm trying to get on twitter i don't know how to use it
2: i don't like twitter
1: i want to i want to I, wanna I don't know twitter. how to tweet i want to <laughs> get on twitter because i need more things to do on my phone i don't spend enough time <laughs> on, my phone. I'm on my phone for 23 hours a day what am i going to do for that extra one hour <laughs> okay. i do twitter
2: mostly instagram and facebook sorry maybe twitter.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh oh well be sure to give scratchy blanket a follow be sure to check out Um, their new record. It's fantastic. Something for everyone. Um, Thanks so much for joining, both of you. Thank thank you. you. Thank Thank you you for having
2: us.
3: Absolutely.
0: Blanket. Thank you to Chloe, Shannon, and Harrison for making this episode happen. Be sure to support Scratchy Blanket online and grab their new record, Something for Everyone, on Bandcamp. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with Angry Girl Music at the Indie Rock Persuasion online. Find episodes, links, articles, and more at AngryGirlMusic.com. Get in touch with me through email at AngryGirlMusic at gmail.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at, at AngryGirlMusic. If you're interested in being a guest on the pod, reach out, and let's chat about what you're working on. Pledge your support for Angry Girl Music and the Indie Rock Persuasion on Patreon at patreon.com slash angrygirlmusic. Special thanks to our monthly patrons, Molly O'Malley, Kendra Mamula, Carly Commando, John Kitsy Kitzmiller, and Sam Zorowitz. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay angry and find what brings you comfort. Bye for now.